I respectfully disagree podcast episode 128. I think it's 128. Keep forgetting, man. Um let's see here. Yeah, 128. Um first of all, appreciate everybody that listens and gives feedback and supports the podcast. The last episode on Dion Sanders. Um, last time I checked, we was getting ready to touch 100 views, which based on the last couple of videos, that's a good thing. Like I said, man, I'm just trying to figure out different ways to um, grow the podcast, get people tuned in, trying my best not to resort to too many gimmicks and things of that nature. But I want some outside opinions. I want some people that are complete strangers to tap in and, and give me feedback and thoughts and um, shout out to my brother Kevin out there in Texas. Um, he's put a couple of people on to the podcast. Had some people say that that they enjoy listening to it. And um, he's actually in the process of uh, trying to set up a conversation with one of his friends and would be a first-timer, complete stranger to me. So that's a good thing just to hear other people's voices and, and share different ideas and topics and things. So like I said, man, appreciate everyone that listens to this, uh, listens to the podcast, whether it's streaming services, Spotify, uh, Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, Google Podcasts. For those that you know tune in with the YouTube, man, definitely appreciate it. So, um, if you're listening to this and you're not aware of the YouTube channel, man, go go check that out and hit that subscribe button for me. Definitely appreciate it. Um, today, not really sure the direction that this is going to go. This episode has been in the works now for probably about a week. Just hadn't had time to get around to it, but that's a good thing because several other elements to the conversation has transpired over those six or seven days. And it's only going to make for a better conversation in my eyes and hopefully for those that are listening. And the topic today is going to be, are we placing too much trauma on our children? And I really want people to think about this. Are we placing too much trauma on our children? And there's so many different avenues that we can take in regards to this conversation. And best believe I'm going to open the doors to anybody that wants to follow up on this conversation. Again, everything that I say is just from my perspective. This is just my opinion, people. I'm not jumping on this mic to pass things as facts and things of that nature. It's just opinions. And, you know, shout out to uh, Mario with my therapist made me through the uh <laughs> my therapist made me do this podcast because he did a take on the Brittany Griner and Deion Sanders, you know, situation and it was very informative and I actually learned a lot from him. So, you know, that makes me sit down and say, you know, when I go back and listen to my episode that I done on Deion Sanders, it's like a lot of the things that we were saying, it was coming from a perspective of someone that wasn't really knowledgeable on HBCUs and things of that nature. And I, I felt like I'd done a good job of 
saying that. Like, I was never taught the history or anything of, of, of that nature as it relates to HBCUs. So that's foreign territory for me. And I thought that ESPN game day, that was their first time attending a HBCU football game. And after listening to his episode, it was confirmed that it wasn't. So that's why I'm saying it's like I try to use this podcast to try to be informative as possible, but also understand that this is just my opinion and my perspective on things. And there's always room for correction and always room to be educated. And I think that's how we help each other grow and develop into better people is by being open to different views and different thoughts. So again, shout out to Mario. And that's why I'm saying like this conversation generated because I had a phone call with a family member last week and um, the conversation centered around a child that's, you know, currently having some behavior issues and different things and everybody's exercising whatever options that are that's out there to try to help reel this child back in and and get them on the on the right path as they continue to grow and experience different things in life and it was presented to me that you know hey you work with kids every day you coach um Maybe if you pick up the phone and try to talk to them, you know, that that might help at this time. Like we're we're trying to figure out any way possible to try to get through to this child to help them realize that currently they're on the path of just destroying their life if they don't get it together. So I was sitting there and I was just, you know, thinking and thinking and thinking. And as I thought about it. And this is where sometimes I I lose a lot of people because I've said on this podcast several times before, it's like I've always been accused of living in a fantasy world or picture perfect world. And I understand everything is not picture perfect. And, um, you know, but to me, in my opinion, in my logic, it's like if we all strive to be decent human beings and strive to be examples and role models for those that's coming behind us, then it can be damn near picture perfect. Of course, nobody's perfect. Nothing is perfect, but we can damn near get close to it. And that's just my thought. You know what I'm saying? That's my thought process. That's just always how I felt and viewed things. And that's what helps me, get through this world on a, on a day-to-day basis. Not that I'm chasing perfection or things of that nature, but it's like, as long as I wake up and know that I've done everything in my power to just be a decent human being, do right by people. By the time I lay down to close my eyes and rest my head, I'm going to sleep peacefully. And I feel like if more people thought that way, who knows what the outcome might be. And um, the more I thought about that, I was just like, if you look at the people that came before this young child that we're talking about, 
there's a snowball effect. And what I mean by that is like, when do we as adults take accountability, not only for our actions, but the actions of our kids later on in life? And it's like, I wonder how many people really sit down and think about that. And without getting personal and spilling, you know, different people's personal decisions and things in life. Um, I'm saying that if I'm an adult, I have a child and my only focus at that point in life is going out, going to the club, uh, entertaining different men or women, you know what I'm saying? I'm speaking in the sense of a man and a woman that way I'm not, generalizing the conversation or whoever's listening to this and they they may feel like you know why is why is he on this hot mic telling my story or blah 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 and that way I'm just I'm I'm just going to speak in general so you have a child and your whole goal in life at that current moment in time is just every weekend I'm trying to go out to the club drop the kids off at at grandparents' house, see y'all when I get back. Sometimes get too drunk, don't come back to the next day. So you create an environment where the child hardly ever sees the parents. Every weekend they're they're at grandma's house or at somebody else's house, and you're constantly on the go, constantly on the go. After a while, that's going to add up in my opinion, and you create an environment for a child that's like they're accustomed to not even seeing you. So they maneuver through this world thinking that they're on their own. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like I don't hardly ever see you, and if I do, it's, it's brief, quick in and out. So I'm I'm used to you not being around. So any any decisions that are made, I make them on my own. Then instead of you getting mad, mad at the child when they start making the wrong decisions, you have to look yourself in the mirror and realize like, damn, I need to spend more time with this kid to reel them back in. Because right now they're, they're just lost out here. They're in a world they don't know nothing about. They're just out here trying to figure it out the best way they know possible. And depending on their influences, that's what's going to steer them. Some kids grow up in a single parent household or, you know, lose both parents and they're living with a with a grandparent or aunt or uncle. And they come across a teacher that's influential or a coach. And that coach is able to get them on the right path and help develop them into good model citizens later in life. But then you have some that turn to the streets. They're influenced by what they see every day. Selling drugs, carrying guns, (laughs) breaking in cars, uh, just being delinquent. So after a while, guess what? That's the path that they take. So you have to be willing 
to take a step back and say, hey, you know what? A part of this is my fault. Like, I have some blame in this. And you got to figure out how to fix it. And that's the part where I'm saying it's like, how much trauma are are we placing on our kids and, and we don't even realize it? Or we don't have the ability to look ourselves in the mirror and accept the fact that, guess what? I'm part of the reason why this child turned out the way he or she did. So then you create a generation to where, guess what? This child becomes an adult. This child is still making wrong decisions. Now this child has introduced a child into the world. And guess what? If if I ain't never been reeled in and taught how to make better choices as it relates to being an adult, then I damn sure ain't going to know how to raise no child and teach them something that was never taught to me. So then you create a whole nother cycle, a whole nother generation that's going to follow the same exact things. And that's why I'm saying it's like, what is it? (laughs) What is it about society where people are not willing to hold themselves accountable and take on the responsibility of making sure we raise responsible young people. And I know it's easier said than done. And I don't want to sound like I'm just on this mic rambling or trying to preach to people when, you know what I'm saying? Like I'm still trying to figure it out myself, but it's like at some point in time, like, man, we, we really have to change some of these narratives. And that's why I'm saying, you know, going back, to when I opened up this conversation, so many things have happened just in the outside world as it relates to celebrities and things of that nature to where I was like, you know what, man, maybe, maybe I didn't turn this mic on for a reason because the, uh, young thug gunner situation down there in Atlanta is going on where all of them are, uh, being indicted and, on gang Rico charges and all kinds of nonsense down there. And those two figures right now, Gunna and Thug are the, the more popular ones. I think they've, you know, brought out cases on several, several members of what they're classifying it as a gang, but it's disguised as a rap label or whatever. They're in Atlanta, you know, guns, drugs, violence, whatever. So, Gunner was released from prison the other day. And in my opinion, I think it was strategic on how they done it because first they made the announcement that he was being released. Everybody celebrated and cheered that he's finally able to come home because people have been on a campaign for quite some time now saying that he needs to be released. He doesn't have any affiliation with any of the crimes and things, but you know what I'm saying? You basically just guilty by association so to speak. So he gets drug, you know, into prison with the rest of them just because he's affiliated. So we was all screaming, you know, free Ghana, free Ghana, free Ghana. But then they released the video of him in court speaking with the judge. And now our community, especially, 
we done labeled Gunna as a rat and he's a snitch and we've we've invested so much interest into how he got out of prison and everybody's so upset that he broke the quote unquote G code, street code, whatever. I'm not a street guy, so I don't know the terminology. I'm not gonna pretend that I've ever been a part of that life because I haven't. I've been around it, I've seen it, but I've never put myself in 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 that position to even be involved in that. So as it relates to this topic that I'm talking about in terms of how much trauma are, are we placing on our kids, I just want people to sit back and look at what we're actually talking about. More people are invested and interested in calling him a rat and he's a snitch and he can't be trusted all the way to the point to where just a few minutes ago, before I turned this mic on, I saw somebody that went viral because they was in a parking garage where it looked like one of Gunner's vehicles was. They assumed it was Gunner, but buddy had a whole slice of cheese stack of cheese. And he just throwing the cheese at the dude's car. And that video had been posted for like 15 minutes. And in 15 minutes, it had like 16,000 likes. And everybody's in the comments. He's a snitch. He's a rat. All the rat emojis. And I'm just going to be honest. Like, a large portion of the the emojis and comments is coming from the African-American community. And how I want to correlate the two with what I'm talking about is I want us to really think about what we're portraying to our youth and what we're deeming as so important. And like I was talking to somebody, you know, out in California, shout out to, you know, like I, like I said, I ain't going to say people's names on here, but if you listening to this, you know who you are. Like we just had this conversation this morning and I was like, I don't understand why we wear this, this street shit as a, as a badge of honor. And it's like, we're so quick to teach our kids snitches get stitches and no snitching and no this and that to the point to where it's like you feel guilty or you feel wrong for telling the truth. And it's like, think about that for a minute. No matter what happens, you know the truth. So instead of me clearing my name or clearing myself of any kind of accusations and things of that nature, it's best that I sit on that information and don't say nothing and everybody gets some form of punishment to protect each other. Like it's a a bro code, a guy code, girl code. And to me, (laughs) I disagree. I respectfully disagree with that notion. And the reason why I say that is because I saw a video of another rapper or whatever, and they went viral because they made a video and was like, no, he's a snitch. You ain't supposed to say nothing. You supposed to take it and and do your time. And even if I was facing 30 years, I'm going to take my 30. I ain't going to never tell on my brothers. I ain't going to never snitch on this. So what if I got kids? I'll see my kids in 30 years. My kids can FaceTime me while I'm in jail 
and I'll see them when I get out in 30 years. And I'm just like, <laughs> maybe that's why I'm not a part of that, that street life or street mentality, because it's like that thought process alone to me is dumb as hell. I don't care who, who, who don't like it, who don't agree. That's dumb as hell. And that's why I'm saying it's like you rather spend 30 years behind bars than to tell the truth, which would free yourself of any kind of whatever wrongdoing, especially if I know I ain't done nothing wrong. I'm supposed to take 30 years on the chin because I was in a car with you. That's 30 years that I can't get back. Now, if I'm out here banging and doing all this and doing that, then, yeah, be a man and take take it on the chin. You was a part of this, too, so you can't be upset. But <laughs> I didn't do anything. I'm just in the car. I'm not supposed to say nothing, even though I have been in prison all this time now. It's been months now. I've been in prison. But I'm supposed to just keep taking this for what? Now, going back to the conversation, because that's why I wanted all this to tie in. It's like, now y'all just heard me say that, in my opinion, I feel like abstinence is what plays a part in how these kids maneuver throughout the world. If you don't have a positive influence, influencer, then the only place you can go is down a negative path. Again, I understand it's a fantasy world, picture perfect world, but to me it just is common sense. That's just how I feel. I'm sorry. I understand it's easier said than done, but as long as you have a positive influence, it don't even have to be a two parent household. You actually have a parent or an adult that's just a part of your life, a part of your everyday whatever. Come in from school. Do you got homework today? Here, let's do your homework. Hey, let's go outside. Let's go ride bikes. Let me teach you how to ride a bike. What are your interests? What do you like to do? Tap in and it put these kids in front of different things to where they can learn to grow and figure out what it is that they like to do in life. But instead, nope. Don't check if they got any homework. Don't care if they go outside. Here, y'all go jump on the tablet. As long as you ain't bothering me, that's fine. I'm on TikTok. I'm on whatever. OnlyFans. I'm on all this stuff. Because I'm so worried about my own life to where I don't realize, guess what? I just introduced another life into this world. So it's my job to mold them and guide them and teach them. But no, people are not willing to sacrifice their own personal happiness. And I'm not saying you can't go out and have a good time. I'm not saying you have to throw your life away. But you have to understand the balance and the importance of I have a child in this world now. And it's my duty. It's my responsibility. I'd rather my child grow up to be happy and enjoy things than me saying, oh, man, I can't wait to go to the club tonight, man. New Year's is coming up. I got to get this New Year's party outfit. I can't wait to go out. Nah, man. Teach your kids some traditions. <laughs> so guess what? They'll grow up and have a family and teach their kids some traditions. And now it ain't no street life. But I'm saying all that because I'm just like, bro, like, 30 years, that's a, that's a child that's in this world 
for 30 years without no proper guidance, so to speak. I'm hypothetically speaking. I'm not saying that every person that's incarcerated, uh, whoever they leave with their children, don't know right from wrong or can't teach them. I'm just hypothetically speaking. But I would hate for somebody else to have to teach my, my children the ways of the world and how to get around because I decided to be locked up for 30 years. And you don't even realize the trauma that that places on the child. That's where I'm going to with all of this. It's like we rather stick by the street code, street life, than to make sure that our kids don't follow down the right path. And everybody's okay with that. Like, why is that normal? It's like, bro, like, what is the cutoff limit on street shit? Excuse my language. Like, what's the age limit? Like, at what point in life does that shit not get old? Like, I like it makes zero sense to me, bro. And it's like, man, you see people that's old and gray, twisting their fingers up and doing all that goofy shit and making videos. And it's just like, you just so tough and... Man, cut that bullshit out, man. Raise your motherfucking kids. And now I done got to cussing. Sorry. I apologize. Like, <laughs> like it just, it, it makes me mad, though. Like, real talk. Like, I hate seeing a grown adult sitting around talking crazy on some street shit. Give that bullshit up, man. Because the first thing I'm going to do personally, and I hate to sound like I'm judging people because, I mean, in a way I'm not, but it's going to come off as I am. But it's just like the first thing I'm going to do is look at you. And I'm going to look at how everything around you is moving. And if you ain't taking care of your kids, you're not taking care of your responsibilities, and you got more time invested in the streets than you do your responsibilities, man, you ain't talking about shit. I'm sorry. You ain't talking about nothing. I don't respect you. Like, <laughs> you giving the streets more time than you giving your kids. So what is it that I'm supposed to take from you and, and deem it as beneficial? Nothing. <laughs> nothing. And that's why I'm just saying it's like, bro, like, are, are we really that blind? And we keep falling for this trap. It's like we got to stick to the code, stick to the code, stick to the code. Not realizing that this is the same code that ain't got us out of this hole that we've been preaching about for as long as I've been on this planet. We keep talking about inequality. We keep talking about not having the proper resource. Hell, we just did a whole episode on HBCUs and things like that and talking about how their facilities and stuff it's not up to par and how people need to give back to the to the schools and donate and this and that. And it's like all of this shit ties in, bro. Like, why can't we understand that? You so invested in the negative shit to where you don't even have time for nothing that's good. And I've been sitting back, I've been looking at the the Megan the Stagon trial and all this and that. And it's like Thousands of people are emotionally invested in this. Personally, I could care less. I don't I don't know them people. (laughs) 
supposedly they're millionaires, they're rich, they got money, so they don't know me. So why am I so invested in what they got going on? It's a tragic event. Something happened to the girl. Something happened to her. But at the end of the day, I hate to say it and I hate to sound like a jerk, but give a shit. But it's like for two years now, so many people have been emotionally invested in this to where people are going back and forth, cussing each other out. I'm just like, who cares? But I will say this as it relates to the conversation. (laughs) It came out that she indeed had an intimate relationship with Tori. It came out that her best friend had an intimate relationship with Tori. But yet you go do an interview with Gail King and you look into the camera for the whole world to see and you swore that you didn't have no intimate relationship with this man. To me, hell, the case should be thrown out at that point because all y'all up here lying. Like, there's no credibility. Like, how how can I take your word serious when you on national television and you told a bold-faced lie? And people are like, well, why does her uh, personal relationships, what does it have to do with the case? And I was like, it's got everything to do with the case. Why do you think they was arguing? Supposedly. I don't know nothing about it. For real, I wasn't there. I don't, I don't care. But it's like the court of public opinion is so dangerous, man. But I'm saying all that to say this. It's like I've caught so much hell in the past for talking about people like Megan Thee Stallion and Cardi and things of that nature, because I'm like, bro, they have an influence on our kids. You got a whole generation of people right now that think it's okay to just go out and smash whoever you want to and do what you want to. And I'm not placing that blame on them because that's been going on since the beginning of time, man. You know, Hugh Hefner's and everything. Like it ain't just a black thing. It's just a people thing. Like, Why is this acceptable? Just go and smash and do whatever you want to. And there ain't no consequences for your actions. Just live free. Just live free. Take advantage of everybody, man. Let's just go out here and shake our tails and have people pay for us to get flown out. And it's like you just hooking up with random people. And it's like, y'all do not understand that millions of kids is watching y'all and they following your every footsteps. And then you just get a generation that just keeps repeating itself. And it's like, damn, like, do y'all not understand that? Yeah, it's fun for the moment. It's fun. But what about the people that's standing outside watching me? They dying to come in here and do everything that I'm doing because they think it's normal. They think that's what's going to make them successful. And I'm just like... (laughs) that happened uh diddy and uh young miami situation happened she arguing going crazy on the internet and it's just like bro like this is what we glorify like we don't glorify family structure anymore in my eyes at least how i view it it's like everybody's single everybody can go smash everybody go do whatever they want to and we covered up with as long as they got the money to take care of their kids, then who cares? I had that conversation a couple of weeks ago. I was like, bro, like money can't raise your kids, man. 
I saw where uh, Mariah Carey was making a statement saying that she wished Nick Cannon would spend more time with their kids. I think they the oldest. But it's like we celebrate Nick Cannon going out and having baby after baby after baby after baby. And we cover it up with, well, he got the money to take care of him, so that's his business. Yes, that's his business. I don't care. I'm saying that, bro, you can't be in all these different places at once. So you create an environment where kids grow up without a father figure, a constant father figure. And you're telling these mothers to play the man and the woman's part. Some can do it, but there are certain things that, in my opinion, if y'all want to disagree, feel free. There are some things a woman can't teach a boy as it relates to becoming a man. Like, I'm, that's just how I feel. I'm sorry. You know what I'm saying? I'll never forget when my father first taught me how to change a tire. Gave me the keys, told me to go outside, and basically said, figure that shit out. I was out there for hours. I'll never forget that. For hours. Trying to figure out how to change the tire. So it's like you can't have it both ways. Like, man, you you can't go out here and have your cake and eat it too and then expect to raise young men and women who open doors for the woman, still get people flowers, or a woman that knows how to respect her man and appreciate him and do different things. And it's like we throw all those aspects out because everybody just wants to go and have a good time. And I'm not blaming women. I'm not blaming men. I'm just blaming society as a whole, bro. It's like, why the fuck do we care about what Diddy does and how young Miami feels? This man that went out and had a whole nother baby with a whole nother woman that wasn't a woman that young Miami was getting into it with some months ago. So obviously Diddy out here living his best life. But you stringing all these different women along, playing with their emotions but instead of her having more respect for herself, she's on the internet looking like a dummy. To me, again, no disrespect. And I hate that I use that choice of words, but it's just like, bro, like, do you not know how silly you look? You arguing with everybody on the internet that has an opinion about your situation when y'all the one who put this in, 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 in front of us to see. And again, what example are you showing these young girls? It's okay to let a dude just go out and sleep with whoever he wants to, but as long as he's taking me on trips and buying me expensive bags and this and that, it's okay. I disagree. And that's where we need to cut that shit out, man. Like I like at some point in time, again, accountability is the word. Like when are we gonna hold ourselves accountable? And after this, I'm going to jump off here. But it's like, when our youth gets in trouble, has behavior issues as it relates to school and things of that nature, we'll blame it on single-parent households. We'll blame it on poverty. We'll blame it on the lack of resources and growing up in broken homes uh, but then on the flip side we glorify 
men going around just having multiple babies with whoever. We glorify going out to the club, partying, blowing money, doing all this stuff to the point to where, guess what, man? You got people who work a nine to five, get paid, and the first thing they do is go spend all their money on material things or shit that's not even going to help them get through the next week. You ain't even got food in your house. Ain't even got gas to put in your car. But guess what? You was in the club. You had them fresh J's. Guess what? You talking to one. <laughs> you talking to one of them people. You listening to one of them people, rather. Ain't nobody talking to me. I'm in here by myself. Going crazy. You listening to one of those people. It's been plenty of times where I done blew my money to go get the new Jordans or get the new LeBron. And barely had enough money to get through to the end of the week. So it's like I ain't sitting there trying to put myself on no pedestal or nothing like that because I'm guilty of it too. But that's what I'm saying. It's like when are we going to step up to the plate? And shout out to my guy in California. Like I said, we was just talking. And he's got, you know what I'm saying, two sons. And he's like, man, I, I, I gave that shit up. My sons are the most important thing to me, and you can see it in his actions, bro. Man, his sons are amazing, talented he shares their, their grades, shares their involvement in sports. So it's like that's the positive influence that we're talking about. You can be a street dude that turns that corner. It's like, you know what? Nah, this ain't the life I want my kids to go down, nor is it the life that I want them to see. I don't want them to see none of that. So you do different. You show them different. So that way, hopefully, like, again, you can't protect them from everything. Once they get old enough, they're going to make their own decisions. And if they go down that path, then guess what? Throw your hands in there. You did everything you could. But in their younger days, adolescence, you're responsible for how their thought processes are molded. You know what I'm saying? Like, why don't people look at it from that perspective? It's like when a baby's first born, bro, they say you're supposed to rub their head and help shape it and do this and do that. And as a child is growing up, how how are they going to know that the stove is hot if you don't warn them? It's hot. All right, don't touch it. It's hot. It's going to be one or two times where they're going to go over and experiment and they're going to touch it. They're going to feel that it's hot. And it's like, damn, you know what? All right, I know next time not to touch it. I know not to touch it. You're responsible for that. What if I brought a newborn baby in the house and just let them run around all day long? Don't correct them. Don't say nothing to them. You're going to have kids putting shit in the electrical sockets. You're going to have kids drinking out the toilet. <laughs> you going to have kids trying to get in the damn oven. Like, we have to realize that being an adult and being a parent does not stop. There ain't an age limit for that. Oh, my kid, 18. It don't mean you still can't give them advice and help get them on the right path or help them learn from your uh, mistakes. So that's the message that I have for my family member. Like I said, hopefully they listening to this or watching it. It's like sometimes you got to hold yourself accountable for how your kids turn out. And you got to look yourself in the mirror 
and realize, damn, I'm part of the reason why this child is acting out. I'm part of the reason why this kid ain't ain't behaving the way that one would assume a young child would behave because I ain't been present. And then you look at it again like, damn, I ain't been present because, hell, nobody was present to show me. And you got to trace that shit all the way back to the roots. And that's why, again, shout out to my guy, Mario. My therapist made me do this podcast, man. It's important, man. Go talk to somebody, dude. And that's what my original suggestion was. I was like, what y'all need to do is sit that child down and talk to them and figure out why they're making the decisions that they're making. I was like, you might be shocked. The child might just be crying out for attention. They want some more love and support. So what better way to get it than to do all these things in hopes that <laughs> you're going to reel me in and, and love me more. It ain't always necessarily, oh, he's just a badass. He's on the path heading straight to jail. This kid ain't got no respect. He ain't got no this and that, man. Some kids are crying out for help. And they're just making bad choices in hopes that it has a, a reverse effect. But we we got to sit our kids down and talk to them. Can't always yell at them. Can't always beat them. Talk to them. Figure out why. Try to understand the root cause of why this child went down that path and why can't nobody reach him. It's crazy. But um, get ready to jump off here. Like I said, I hate that my episodes now sound like I'm preaching. We had a podcast that's supposed to be about sports and things like that, but I've been told that a lot of people enjoy listening to these type of topics. And it's like, again, these are just, just my thoughts and perspectives. A lot of people may disagree. There's not one way to raise a child. But <laughs> I also believe in it takes a village. So if it's something that you feel that I can correct or I need to do, then let me know. Because otherwise, the child is the one that suffers in the end. But like I said, that's stuff we don't want to talk about. We'd rather talk about Gunner and whether or not he's a snitch and this person told on that person and here go Boosie giving his two cents. And it's like... <laughs> We'll sit down and listen to all the street cats. But then when the dudes is on social media that's talking about investments and stocks and things like that, we don't want to hear nothing from them. We coming off a year where uh, we just now trying to bounce back from COVID. Hell, COVID was two years ago, going on three. We just now trying to bounce back from that. So a lot of stocks and things of that nature, man, shit been hard. We got people that are laughing, folks, because they lost on, on their investments and things like that. Call them stupid for investing, even though we in a. Uh, <laughs> they hadn't officially labeled it as a recession, but come on, man, we all know what's going on out here. At least if you've been paying attention. But it's like you'll laugh at the person that's trying to invest in something in hopes that pave the way in the future. We'll laugh at them. But then you'll glorify these street cats that don't give a damn about you 
and all we keep doing is putting money in their pockets, blowing up their social media accounts, and that's what we glorify. <laughs> Sticking to the to the G code, to the street code. Who gives a damn what Gunner had to do? Uh, the judge said it was just you and Jeffrey in the car. Y'all was pulled over. There was guns and drugs. Those didn't belong to you, right? No, ma'am. <laughs> what the fuck was he supposed to say? What the fuck was he supposed to say? Me and you riding in the car, we get pulled over, and the, they search the car, and everything in here dirty than a motherfucker. And I know it ain't mine, but I'm supposed to go to jail. It's only one of two options. It's either yours or it's mine. <laughs> so if he say uh yes ma'am those are mine so now gunner's supposed to take all the heat in hopes that maybe thugger come in it's like no nah, it's mine then where do you go guess what here both of y'all go to jail it was both y'all here both of y'all go to jail stupid as hell man and so maybe one day we'll wake up and realize that all of this is just it's designed to keep us that way it's designed to keep us in that mentality like, we got to be tough. We got to be hard at all costs. And we the only group of people that, that do that stupid shit, man. Like I said, it's going to come a point in time where it's like we can't keep blaming everybody else for what happens to us because there's too many opportunities. There's too many resources out there. Again, I've said this once before. Like, I understand it ain't all the way neck and neck. But we done caught up in this race a little bit. Like, people just got to keep it real. Like, <laughs> we still a couple of laps behind as it relates to running this race, but we done caught up a little bit. We done, we done lapped them a few times, but we still behind. So it's like, man, quit blaming other people for what the hell happens. Hold yourself accountable. And, again, like I said, got to start making some sacrifices when once you start introducing kids into this world man your sole purpose at that point again in my opinion your sole purpose is to raise this young human being into a responsible adult and the best way to do that is doing things and teaching them things that you wish somebody had taught you that's what i go by that's how i help raise my kids Everything that I wish somebody would have done for me or taught me, my job is to make sure I put that in them to the best of my abilities and try to guide them and make sure they don't make the same mistakes that I make. And then after that, you can put your feet up, retire, and hope that you put a responsible young adult out there in the world and ride off into the sunset. That's it. Like I said, man, appreciate y'all checking out the podcast. Like, share, subscribe. Uh, YouTube. I got a TikTok. I got a Twitter. Don't really use it that much. But, man, y'all start searching and looking into the I Respectfully Disagree podcast, man. And like I said, support the homies. Uh, shout out to my guy Dante at Establish. Uh, we built this shit. That's dope. <laughs> That's dope, man. We built this shit. So, again, like, share, subscribe, share, tell a friend and tell a friend. Check out the podcast, man. Give me some feedback. 
Let me know your thoughts on this conversation as it relates to how y'all feel about our youth and a lot of the things that they experience as it relates to their behaviors, as it trans uh, transfers from home life to school and things like that. It's like, man, you sit there and listen to your mom and daddy arguing, cuss and talk crazy to each other all day long. And guess what? Your kid go to school and argue and cuss and talk bad to their peers. But then the kids is wondering why. It's all they hear at home. <laughs> That's learned behavior. But we too stupid to understand that there's a reason for that. But anywho, man, we out. Ass toasted, yeah. no competition. I'm Nisha Coastal. Yeah. I feel so high. I feel so live. My body's in the twine. I'm Nisha Coastal. I feel so live. And I know why that I can't deny. I'm Nisha Coastal. Goody, fine wine. Fools, mock liquor. Wish me up.